This week's episode contains binaural recordings. Listen with headphones if you can. Sounds curious. Hey there, and welcome back to the Sounds Curious podcast. We have been amazingly adventurous, our dear listeners. In the last six weeks, I have been on the road between London in the UK and Göteborg in, I uh, can never pronounce that very well, Gothenburg in Sweden. And then finally to Belfast, Northern Ireland, uh, to close out the Sonorities Festival. And then last week uh, in Santa Monica at the Highways Performance Space. 
presenting two nights of original new work. So it's been incredibly busy. Now that said, things have certainly gone on while I was away here at home. So dear listeners, adventurous listeners, if you're aware of what just happened in the United States election, we're not going to get political. But it has certainly led to a lot of introspection here at the end of 2016. So we wanted to drop you a short episode this week. Just something to get your, hopefully, your holiday spirit on. In 2016, we lost a lot of musical luminaries. And while I was on the road, we lost a significant one for me and many, many others in Pauline Oliveros. So in coming episodes, we are also going to dive deep into some of the issues that came up while we're on the road. Into deep listening and the legacy of Pauline Oliveros. We are going to dive into the Sonorities Festival, which was the festival that I premiered a new work at. Uh, For those of you who've listened all the way back to the beginning of this podcast, it was the piece that I discussed in the pilot episode, Uh, Sympathetic Resonance. It finally got a world premiere with interactive visual installation and beautiful sound diffusion at the Sark in Belfast at Queen's University. So we're going to dive into all of those amazing things. In the background right now, you're hearing a field recording that I made while I was in Sweden. And I'm certainly going to dive into the work of all the composers and performers and musicians that I was honored and lucky enough to meet while I was out there. But in the meantime, consider this episode a little postcard from the road. Obviously here at the podcast, one of the things we want to do is introduce you to some really, really interesting sound and audio and music and field recordings that you might otherwise not encounter. So just organizing ourselves around our time at the Visconti Studio at Kingston University, a famously analog studio built on the Abbey Road model. So an analog studio circa the late 1960s. And obviously podcast listeners will be aware that Tony Visconti was a producer of David Bowie, who we lost in 2016. So we're going to dive into a little bit of analog vintage audio nostalgia. But we're not going to linger there long because, again, this is the end of 2016. And for many of us, it's been a difficult year. We're going to dive into some of the happiest music I found while I was looking for music, electroacoustic music, particularly out of Sweden. So today's episode is going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to say as little as possible, and then we're going to get the heck out of the way to let you really enjoy. Very much like the mixtape we dropped on you before we headed out in November. Before I give way to our audio postcards, I do want to say that in 2017, we have huge plans for Banshee Media, Banshee Media Publishing and our podcast network, as well as for the Sounds Curious podcast. Now, one of the things we'll be launching soon is a membership system. Now, we're not exactly sure how we're going to do that, either through Patreon or we're going to set something up ourselves. But if you really enjoy the podcast and you want to keep this voraciously curious 
listening oriented podcast on the air we would love it if you could kick us a few bucks every now and then help us cover our hosting costs and all of that in exchange we will of course be very happy to bring you the finest audio from around the world an exclusive preview listening to some of the materials that banshee media is going to be publishing now we're looking at publishing a variety of materials that is in keeping with our intensely curious nature here at Banshee Media and Sounds Curious podcast. So stay tuned. Check out all of the information on today's recordings over at the show notes at BansheeMedia.com. Check out some media from our recent tour there. Check out Improvised Alchemy, which is the sister production collective of Banshee Media. Here at Banshee Media and Improvised Alchemy, we specialize in the envisioning, creation, production, and then ultimately documentation, publishing, and distribution of cutting-edge new work by ourselves and by lots of other people. So there's lots of exciting things going on in 2017 here at Sounds Curious Podcast, as well as Banshee Media, our parent company. So stay tuned for all that goodness. We will keep you informed. But in the meantime, we started our trip back in November by stopping by the Visconti studio at Kingston in London. And one of the interesting things about that particular studio is that they have acquired a lot of vintage analog electronic instruments. And they've followed a much older model of studio recording. Now today, recording studios are largely digital to get reel-to-reel tape players that can do multi-track recording is incredibly difficult and they've stopped making the tape that goes into those reel-to-reel recorders. So doing these things is a real labor of love. Now part of the reason that there are many analog studio diehards out there in the world is because an analog studio, a studio that does not change sound into code but instead changes sound into electronic signal that is then magnetically recorded onto a piece of tape. So analog recordings, old style recordings nowadays, uh, pre-digital recordings that were done on any manner of tape, were able to capture much more of the frequencies that are available to human hearing. So there are many people who really believe in the old analog studios because it's a much more complete sound. It contains many more of the frequencies that we can hear. That is not to say that there hasn't been a flowering of digital analog hybrid recordings. And we're going to feature a little bit of that today. We're going to focus in on one instrument, the Mellotron which is a very iconic instrument from the end of the 1960s. And we will feature some interesting reading and follow-up and recordings in our show notes at BangieMedia.com. But a Mellotron is, in essence, a keyboard instrument that instead of, in the old days, a keyboard instrument uh, would pluck a string. You hit a key and a little plectrum inside the mechanism would pluck a string. Now with modern pianos, we hit a key and a little hammer inside will hit a string. But with a Mellotron, when you hit a key, a piece of tape plays. It was a precursor to early synthesizers and it is described that way. I would 
draw a parallel between it and early samplers. If you're thinking about uh, the early digital samplers of Casio, which came about in the 1980s, um, this was definitely a precursor to that, but it was a way of playing live with samples that were pre-recorded electronically. However, all of the recordings are analog. Again, they are on magnetic tape. So the track that I'm going to play for you today as a kind of an example of the Mellotron is probably the furthest away from what a traditional Mellotron associated recording sounds like. I mean, I guess probably the most famous example is the opening of Strawberry Fields and the opening chords are played on a Mellotron. However, I found an album that was released back in uh, the late 2000s, I believe it was 2008, uh, by a guy named Mike Dixon, and it's an album called Mellotron Works, in which he's actually re-recorded a whole bunch of classical pieces with a Mellotron. And I want to read you a little bit of what he says in his notes on the piece. Now, I've included this today, even though it's a sort of sideways look at a Mellotron, because this is a piece that is very much associated with the holidays and holiday concerts around this time of year. We are recording this episode on the winter solstice in North America. And this particular classical piece, Fantasia on a Theme by Thomas Tallis, uh, is played quite frequently at holiday concerts. So this will go along with your uh, holiday background. But at the same time, the fact that this is played with an instrument that just includes little samples on tape is pretty remarkable. So listen with that in mind. So Mike Dixon writes in his notes on this uh, particular recording that he had been meaning to try and use the Mellotron to do a recording like this for a very long time. He said he's been planning it since 1998. Uh, when he first got his hands on a Mellotron and that he had to get to know the mechanical process of this particular instrument. It is not an easy instrument, uh, to say the least. Um, I will read from his notes. Quote, those not in the know may scoff at such fanciful notions, but a Mellotron is more than just a dead box of 35 little tape players linked up to an amp. No. If it were as easy as that, then there wouldn't be a breed of roadie out there who recoils in horror when you tell them that you used to take these creatures out on gigs with you. What they are not is predictable. Maybe more predictable than their somewhat unfairly tarnished tatter of a reputation allows at times. But nevertheless, there is always an element of what will it do this time? When you twist on that little red switch, sometimes it plays like a charm. Other times it seems to forget that the tuning it liked last time isn't the one it's happy with this time. End quote. So I'm going to feature a link to Mike Dixon's notes on this particular recording. This was made in the UK. And once again, this is Fantasia on a Theme by Thomas Tallis. A classical piece, but played on the Mellotron.
So once again, that was the Fantasia on a theme of Thomas Tallis by the English composer Rafe von Williams. But in this particular case, recorded on a Mellotron using a very limited number of samples by the UK artist Mike Dixon. And once again, we'll feature links to all that work over in the show notes. This particular album, Mellotron Works, is all classical music recorded on the Mellotron. So something fun for your holiday listening. The rest of the episode, and in fact, we're going to let the next musical samples play us out this week. The rest of the episode is pure holiday gift. While we were looking for some electronic music in Sweden, we ran across this EP by Skatmat, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. This is an uh, extended play or an EP of instrumentals by a Swedish producer, Christian Björklund. And as you will hear, you obviously heard one of the tracks at the opening of today's episode. You're going to hear the rest of the EP for the rest of our episode. So once again, we're going to let this play out. We had an amazing time outside of London, in Göteborg, in Sweden, at the Academy of Music and Drama at the University of Gothenburg. And we had an amazing time at Sonorities. So we will pick up where we left off last time in the cold wilds of Sweden. And our next episodes will feature music from the Sonorities Festival. It will feature the music and works of Pauline Oliveros, as well as some other little obscure gems that we found for you on the road. Thanks so much for listening this week. Catch you soon for your next Sounds Curious podcast. And... If you celebrate the holidays at the end of the year, well, we hope they're merry and bright for you.
Thank you.